0: Hello and welcome to UHA's Connecting the Dots podcast. I'm Lakenna Maduli of Talk Story. We'll be connecting the dots with some of UHA's doctors and other guests on various health and wellness topics and tips. Connecting the Dots starts now. Today, we're connecting the dots on Alzheimer's with Dr. Poki'i Balash, the Interim Executive Director at Luna Lilo Home. She is a double board certified family nurse practitioner who aims to serve our kupuna, those with Alzheimer's, other related dementias, caregivers and underserved populations such as Native Hawaiians. Dr. Balash received her doctorate in nursing practice from the University of Hawaii at Hilo and Executive Master of Business Administration from Shidler College of Business with her focus on improving financial resources and advocacy for caregivers. Her professional passion stems from her personal experience as a caregiver to her father who is in the end stages of Alzheimer's disease, honoring his request to
1: age in place. Aloha, doctor. What is Alzheimer's? Aloha, Makenna. just want to say thank you to you and everyone for giving me this opportunity to just share a little bit about Alzheimer's and dementia. So that's a perfect question. That is a question everybody asks. What is Alzheimer's? What is the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia? So Alzheimer's disease is a degenerative brain disease and the most common form of dementia. Dementia itself is not a specific disease. It's a general term for the decline in mental ability or the mental ability severe enough to interfere with daily life. It's an overall term that describes a group of symptoms associated with a decline in memory, reasoning, or other thinking skills. So then going back to Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's disease leads to those complex brain changes and dementia symptoms that worsen over time. So the most common one that you'll hear from people, right, is that they don't remember things, and that's correct. They don't remember new information. But as the disease progresses, we begin to see disorientation, confusion, behavior changes, and eventually challenges with speaking, swallowing, and walking also becomes difficult. You can kind of think of Alzheimer's dementia as flowers, like what type of flower? Alzheimer's. And so I just wanna add in really quickly that in the current currently in the state of Hawaii, we have 29,000 people living with Alzheimer's and 51,000 caregivers across the state.
0: Wow, that is that is
1: mind blowing. Um, Can you, doctor, can you prevent this disease? At this time, unfortunately, there is no cure and you are not able to, but you can do things that can reduce the risk. Some of these things include being like physically active right? watching your diet, eating healthy, watching what you're drinking, decreasing alcohol intake, smoking and really exercising your brain and being on top of your health. So just a good way to think about it is what's good for your heart is good for your brain. Right. And what are the 10 warning signs of Alzheimer's? Sure. So I love going over this. And if everybody goes to the Alzheimer's Association, you can find this very easily. You just type in 10 early signs, Alzheimer's Association. So I'll go through them real quick. And then um, if it's okay with you, McKenna, I'll give a couple examples. Of, of That would be so helpful. Thank you. So the, the top signs, I'll run through them. So the first one is memory loss that, that disrupts daily life, challenges in planning or solving problems, difficulty completing familiar tasks, confusion with time and place, trouble understanding visual and spatial relationships, new problems with words in speaking or writing, misplacing things and losing the ability to retrace steps, decrease poor judgment, withdrawal from work or social activities, and changes in mood or personality. So I'll give a couple examples. And the one I'll start with is memory because that's what everybody asks about all the time. So a typical age-related change is that you may forget the name of somebody or an appointment you had, but you can remember it later. Like, you know, you ever have those moments, where you're like, oh, I remember their name, I know how we met. Somebody with a disease though, cannot remember recently learned information. They're gonna forget important dates, events. They're gonna ask the same questions over and over. They're gonna need reminders like calendars and, and uh, reminders that we use on our phone. They're gonna rely on family members to kind of remind them about everything that's going on. So that's one big change. Um, Another one that people really ask about is challenges in planning or solving problems. So again, age-related change, like you make an error when you're balancing your checkbook, or you may overpay a bill or underpay a bill. But for somebody with Alzheimer's, they really have problems working with numbers um, developing or following a plan, tracking monthly bills. And another way to think about this is they might have a quick time, like a hard time, excuse me, uh, with just following a recipe, even if it's something that they've done over and over and over. i can kind of jump in at any time yeah, if you want. To no, time. I really am I'm
0: learning so much. You know, what should you do if you believe someone you know is exhibiting
1: these warning signs? So that's always a great question. So for a lot of people um, like It's very difficult to talk about this. So if you are noticing one or more signs in yourself or another person, like confusion, which is a big thing, um, they get very confused, right? Or they may have trouble understanding something that's not happening immediately or things with abstraction or becoming paranoid and misplacing things, which is another big one. People ask me about, like, if I lose my keys, do I have Alzheimer's? No, because you can probably retrace the steps to find it. Unless you're like, my father, He had his thing was toothpaste and change. And he hid it all over the house and he could never remember where he put any of it. So I had to buy like like hundreds of toothpaste. I could give it to him and then like every day go back and find out where he hid all of this throughout the house. So it's it's changed like that. So if you're experiencing any of this, if you're noticing this about anybody, it can be very difficult to bring up these conversations and to tell somebody that you're noticing this about them. But we really want to stress that it's very important if you're noticing this about yourself or someone else that you bring this up and you have the conversation and you bring them in to see their provider because we need to get the conversation started earlier. The earlier we have these conversations, the earlier the diagnosis, the earlier we can get interventions and resources to help along with the journey to help prepare you and uh, to give you the resources that you need to improve the quality of life.
0: Can I ask you a question, uh, just uh, for my personal, just a question of, is there a certain or specific age that we start to see? Or is there an age group that we start to see more of Alzheimer's?
1: Well, so Alzheimer's was actually diagnosed right in 1901. And we see it a lot more now because we are living longer. So age is the greatest risk factor for Alzheimer's disease. I wouldn't say there's a specific age. It does increase as you get older um, from 65. Then once you're in your 80s, it's about one in three. Uh, but we also have early onset, so that is happening to people in their 30s. Uh, we have, we do know that by the time symptoms are showing, the disease has already been been there for about 10 to 20 years. So, like even for me, um, if I am going to have the disease as my father did and my grandfather, it has most likely already started. Wow, um, is is this genetic? Is, is Alzheimer's genetic? So there's many different things that um, contribute to getting Alzheimer's disease and uh, genetics is just one component of it, but it's not a guarantee nor is anything, anything else. It's really a combination of things that come together or it can be a combination of things I should say.
0: It's valuable information. What tips can you give someone who may know? uh, What tips can you give someone who may know someone who is experiencing this?
1: So whether you're the person that you think you may have the disease or a caregiver. The thing I would stress the most is that you are not alone. As you heard me say earlier, 29,000 people already living with the disease, 51,000 caregivers. We expect the 29,000 to jump um, in just four short years to 35,000. So we're looking at an increase coming. So I would say you're not alone and that we are very much here to help. So know your resources like the Alzheimer's Association. Um, Please go to support groups. You will learn so much from the people there. I, I, I do run one of the support groups for the association, but it's it's great because you connect with people who totally understand what you're going through. Be an advocate for yourself. Be an advocate for the person that you're caring for. Please educate yourself on the disease. And one thing we stress so much is planning. Have the discussion with friends and family, your care team, what to expect, especially legal planning, financial planning. What of health directives do you want? These are a lot of the things that are missing by the time people are coming in. Um, we also talk about, you know, nutrition, your medications, home and hospital culturally. Are there any things that you want to happen for you that are according to your religion or cultural Mm -hmm. special (laughs) educations, behaviors, safety is key and always number one. And then just again, know your resources.
0: Yeah. And you know, what advice would you give to someone taking care of a person like you are of your father, um, with Alzheimer's?
1: Yeah, we go through that a lot and that's why it's perfect for our support group. So again, I know it sounds redundant, but I would really tell caregivers, you're not alone. Caregivers, you know, that nobody raises their hand when they're five and says, I want to grow up to be a caregiver. It's really this unexpected role. And the word has become so like an everyday word and caregivers really become like, right, the attorney, the nurse, the doctor, the lawyer, the, the chauffeur, the cook. And some of these roles they take on right? Never even got trained for. Most of us go to school to do these things. So um, what I tell caregivers is that it's okay yeah. to remember what they can do, what they can't to celebrate the times that we were successful as caregivers and the times we're not. It's okay. We're human. We did the best we can, but we're all in this together and we'll get through it together.
0: Absolutely agreed. Are there any community resources available? You've mentioned a few, but uh, any community resources available for some caregivers caring for someone who's affected by Alzheimer's?
1: Yes, in the state of Hawaii, we have, we have a few. So we have the Alzheimer's Association, of course, Aloha Chapter. We have Catholic Charities, AARP, and the Caregiver Foundation.
0: That's amazing. Mahalo nui, Dr. balash for helping us connect the dots on Alzheimer's. Thank you to you, McKenna, and UHA.
1: Much appreciated the time with
0: you. Yes, absolutely. Connecting the Dots is a UHA-sponsored podcast.
1: If my workplace offers UHA health insurance, how do I check if my physician is part of the UHA network? Where do I go to review my health plan benefits?
0: Can I order my prescriptions online? Do you
1: cover telehealth appointments with my doctor? I'm a business owner. How can I get a quote for UHA health insurance? At UHA, we're here to make healthcare simple. For all these answers, just go to our website at uhahealth.com.